Hi everyone, and welcome to What's the Buzz, a podcast showcasing the many aspects of life as a biomedical engineering student at Georgia Tech. Today, I talked with Sammy Hudock, the winner of the Fall 2016 BME Flash Fiction Contest. Flash fiction meaning any original work of fiction of a thousand words or less. This semester's topic was life as a Georgia Tech student in the year 2050. Considering the rapid rate of change in higher education, with new opportunities like VIP, CreateX, study abroad, internships, capstone design, it seems clear that undergraduate education will be radically different in the year 2050. So we wanted to know, what do Georgia Tech students think education will actually be like for us in the year 2050? Today, you'll get to hear Sammy read her original winning work of fiction entitled Gray, and we'll talk a little bit with her about how she came up with the idea of the story and where she sees education going in the year 2050. Hope you enjoy. All right, so we're here with Sammy Hudock. She is a second year CS major here at Tech, and she is the first prize winner of the BME Flash Fiction Contest. Sammy, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like you said, I'm a CS major, but I'm also pre-vet. I competitively horseback ride, so a lot of my time is spent off campus riding horses. After college, I want to go to vet school and do veterinary research, focusing mostly on equestrian genetics. So now we're going to have you read your story for us. The story is called Gray. Never thought I could think so much about color. Always assumed that color would just be there, be everywhere really, in the pink flowers planted outside my house, the olive green couch my mother used to sing to me on, the red collar my dog used to wear. Didn't think color was something the world could lose. I asked once why the city is gray, why this campus is so gray. An architecture student snapped that it's 2050 and gray is modern, gray is in. At one point, she described gray as industrial, post-war era, or something like that. She rolled her eyes when I, didn't, when I said I didn't see why. Why couldn't we have just a speck of color? I roll out of bed, staring at the paint chips stapled to my wall. The sun hits them just right this early in the morning, and the entire room explodes in color. But after the first hour of the day, the rays no longer hit the chips, and the room returns to its disheveled disguise. Not that it needs a disguise. People, much less girls I might be interested in, Rarely ever see the room, for reasons you might guess. All they see is the classic gray dorm room that everyone else has, but with an awkward cluster of hardware store paint chips randomly assorted on the wall. They don't see the beauty that comes with them, the beauty that comes with their color. I head out to class just as the light disappears, keeping my head down as I travel to the classroom. Other students, donning gray scrubs, ignore me as they climb into their pods. The doors click shut, one after the other, locking students in for the morning download session. I pause, take a deep breath, and look at the blackness that's about to engulf me before climbing in myself. A familiar click is heard, and darkness swarms over me. When you're in the pod, time doesn't exist, just information flashing very quickly in front of your eyes, an endless stream of words and images, and the darkness again as your body shuts down to allow your brain to process and retain the new knowledge. Time resumes only once I return to the gray. The lunch ladies give me a soft smile as they shove food onto my plate. I nod a thank you and find my way to an empty table. That's when I see her, wearing the same gray uniform as everyone else, yet managing to stand out. Too short to be pulled up into a ponytail, her hair rests just above her shoulders, a soft wave accenting the green color it possessed. For the first time today, 
I smiled. She wasn't gray. I see her later, basking in the sun like I do so often, and I sit down next to her. Have you ever been on a roof by the main pod building? She whispers, turning to me. I'm taken aback for a moment. No, I say. I didn't know you could get up there. You can get on any roof if you try hard enough, she says, smiling and standing up. I watch her walk away, disappointed that she's gone and confused by the situation. She turns around, looking extremely annoyed. Are you coming? In a panic, I say yes and follow the girl as she marches us through the roadways of campus, passing others on their way to afternoon classes. Don't you have somewhere to be right now? I ask. She looks down at her watch. It's almost three, so yeah, but they never take attendance. No one will know, she says, facing me and smiling. Live for once. I've been watching you, and you look like you need to live some. You've been watching me, I ask. She nods and gives me a sly grin, stopping next to a building. Up. She points to a ladder. I stutter at first, but decide to shut up and climb, not daring to look down. The ladder shakes when she begins to climb behind me, and I quicken my pace. My feet fling themselves to the roof as soon as I reach the top. Almost instantaneously, my panic disappears. Everywhere I look is some new shade of red or orange. Pinks and purples line the edges of the clouds behind the skyscrapers. Even in this gray world, there's still color, she says, coming up next to me. You just have to know where to look. We watch the sun disappear and the color fade from the sky in silence. Can I show you something? I ask after a while. She nods her hair falling in front of her face. I tuck it behind her ear, trying to hide that I'm shaking, and take her hand and help her back down the ladder, even though we both know that she doesn't need help. She follows me back to my dorm, and I watch as her fingers trace the paint chips. They're prettier in the morning, when the sun hits them, I say. Then I'll have to stay to see that, she says, her voice so much quieter than before. She lifts herself onto my bed, making herself at home and miss the sheets. A speck of green and a sea of gray. I can't help but smile. She laughs at me and I come sit next to her, realizing I was never looking for color itself, just someone else who saw past the gray. Nice. Thank you so much for reading that for us. You're welcome. Uh, so I guess my first question about it would be, how did you come up with the idea? So the premise was thinking about how education would be in, like 50 years from now, was that it? Or yeah, it was in 2050. 2050, okay. So how did you come up with the idea? Well, I kind of like, I saw the flyers for the contest and I read the topic and I was like, oh, that's lame. I don't want to enter that. <laughs> I have no ideas about that. And then my brain was just kind of like, nah, we're going to play with this for a while. And kind of came up with like the pod idea and like the color idea. And the story was actually originally supposed to end with the main character, like seeing the girl. And as I started writing it, I the story changed its entire direction. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to be more focused on, like, the pods and how education works. And it became more about, like, the color and the people in the story. Right. So with the pods, we're not actually... It's more of, like, a passive learning than an active learning, I guess? Yeah, the premise was, like, I guess kind of like in Star Trek on Spock's planet. They have a similar concept. And so it was supposed to be kind of like that where you get in and it information's downloaded into your memory mm -hmm. so you still have to learn how to work with that information mm -hmm. and do things with it okay. but instead of having to sit long nights in the library <laughs> studying you're just given the information yeah 
even though it's kind of like a dystopian story, I'm sure a lot of people would be attracted to that idea. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole color thing kind of reminded me of The Giver, where color doesn't exist. It's all black and white. So the whole thing with like, oh, gray is in. Is that something you kind of see happening now and you were inspired by that? Or how did that idea come about? I mean, to a degree, I have watched a lot of more like modern buildings aren't built with as much color and they'll have spots of color within them. Mm -hmm. And I know I talk about in the story that it's very like industrial and post-war. And like when I think of like war and very industrial things, it's very gray and like patterned and dystopian. And since I was going for the dystopian point of view, like it was an easy way to get it across. Right. And my last question would be, do you think this is where education is actually going? I feel like it depends on like some of the situations that happen to the world. I think a lot of the push right now is active learning. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if we had to get people just to know information very quickly, like the original idea behind the story was that there was this like war and people were kind of forced into learning very quickly, needing what they need to know, and then just going out and being able to help the country and the world fight this war. And so I feel like if something like that happens, there'd be more push for passive. All right. Well, that's all the questions I have, unless you want to add anything. I think that's it. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. Yeah. Thank and, you for having me. And uh, good luck with the rest of your semester. Thank you.